Here we are for the first, last week was the inaugural Victory Friday. This week is the inaugural Dallas Week on Dumpster Divers. As always, I'm Josh Stafford. And also, as always, joining me is a man who is in a city that is not going to be under a curfew tonight, Hayden Winkler. That is true. I never even thought of that. I'll be under a personal curfew tonight um, because... I like to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Um, but yeah, no one's going to tell me I have to go to bed. Um, I'm, I'm a big boy now. Yes. Happy to be here. Happy it's Dallas week. I'm ready, man. I'm wired. I, I didn't realize I was wired because, you know, we haven't yeah. played since Thursday. And it was like Thursday was the start of Dallas week. And now it's just like, oh, my God, it's a week. It's a week later. We're staring down the barrel of a Dallas Cowboys game. <sighs> no, I find myself in a really similar position. Like, Dallas week didn't feel like Dallas week for me until last night, actually. Um, I don't know. It, no, I actually, what am I saying? I don't know. I know why. The, there's two reasons why. It's one, Ben DiNucci's the quarterback, and Dallas just lost 25-3 to the football team. So, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's a little bit harder to get that juice for this Dallas week. And the other reason is I've been, I've been riding that high from Thursday night against the Giants. I know that sounds wrong. I know uh, there's probably like, 20 NFL teams and fan bases right now who would hear that and laugh at us for, for me saying that. But the bottom line is the truth is what the truth is. And the truth is this Eagles team isn't a real contender. So I'm still riding high off that Giants win. Um, Dallas week this Friday. Hayden, man, let's, I mean, let's, we're not beating around the bush here. This is Dallas week. What, what is your initial thought? I mean, I, you got, it's a win. I think, yeah, I have us winning. Um, I think it would be more fun if Dak Prescott was playing, but I think we would lose oh, there's no doubt. if Dak Prescott was playing. Well, um, let me say this. I, just, ahead, just in general, and don't look too into it. I just, I'd rather Dak Prescott be starting this game for every, ever, for every reason, just for every reason. You know, it's funny. I was going to make a similar thought. Um, I would rather have Andy Dalton quarterbacking this game for the Ooh. Eagles' sake. Um, not necessarily for the sake of fun or it being a good game or like having it be a real Eagles Cowboys game, but, um, you know, Ben DiNucci's the kind of guy that sucks. He'll never do anything in the history of the NFL, but he's going to throw wow. for 300 yards against the Eagles one you really time. Think that? Yeah. Like you actually think that you're not just, you're not just saying that. I mean, eh, the, the, the line between just saying things and actually thinking about them is often blurred for me. Um, I think he sucks. I don't care. I, you know, I'll eat crow. Uh, this is what I do. I'll eat, right, I think yeah, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, and I think he'll have one career highlight and it'll be Sunday night against the yeah. Eagles. Um, uh, and Andy Dalton, that's the thing. As much bad as I want to say about Ben DiNucci, like um, Andy Dalton's the worst quarterback of all time. And is just such a loser. And, I feel bad because he took that awful hit and I don't mean to like <laughs> kick him while he's down. Um, but you know, I, he played for the Bengals. He's an Owen 16 level quarterback and he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that could torch the Eagles on a Sunday night. Like he would just mm -hmm. play like Andy Dalton. And you're right. It's mean. Cause I don't wish him ill. I just don't think he's good. No, um, he's not. He's well, Okay. He's not good, but listen, he's, bad. he's, he's, he's bad. just, he's sure as hell better than Ben DiNucci. Like, yeah, no, he's a better quarterback, but he, I, in the weird Eagles way, he would have less of a chance to destroy us than a random Ben DiNucci insane game, I think. And that's why I would rather have Andy Dalton playing. Yeah, because, like, there is this weird fear of just this absolute unknown and hunger that, that has to be there with Ben DiNucci. I mean, 
Let's not get it twisted. James Madison was a good college football team while he was their quarterback. I, I can't say I know much or anything about Ben DiNucci. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know a decent amount about Ben DiNucci. What I know is he was a seventh-round pick this year. Seventh-round players don't play in the NFL. They, they almost never play their first year in the NFL. And the fact that Ben DiNucci is a seventh-round pick this year playing the most, position, uh, most important position – for America's team on Sunday night against the Eagles. I mean, if the Eagles lose this game, this will go down as one as I'll say the worst loss they've ever had in the decade, in the century, in the 21st century, this would have to be the worst loss they've ever had. And, and, and just in a single game, not with playoff implications, you can make that uh, argument that what year was it? 2013 Washington. Um, which one was Mar- the year DeMarco Murray fumbled the game? That's, the, the that's what I was saying. Yeah. I think as of now, that's the worst <laughs> loss of the 21st century for the Eagles franchise. I mean, come on. I remember yeah? that game so vividly. I remember that fumble. Like, I feel like I could recreate the DeMarco Murray fumble in the Washington game. Um, that's an interesting take, man. I, you know, it's funny. He looks like me. Like, he looks like if you put a Cowboys jersey and pads and a helmet on me. He looks pathetic out there. <laughs> Like he look, he looks Did small. You... He looks scrawny. He just he looks weird. He doesn't look like a football player. And you know, the, the, he, he said he was a good quarterback at James Madison. Those those you know like FBS kind of schools with great quarterbacks. FCS. FC, that's what I mean. Sorry, FB, FCS schools with like good quarterbacks who you know have illustrious championship careers. Those quarterbacks never amount to anything. Um, they're all terrible. I can't name one example that made it in the NFL. So. I'm making a Carson Wentz joke. Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh, I couldn't pick <laughs> for those who, up. For I, those I, who weren't sure. I, woo, was that was Carson Wentz joke. I mean, that's gonna, that's gonna. Woo, that might. People might not take too kindly to that, even I know it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of probably examples of like FCS guys that did well. Um, but yeah, that's making a Carson Wentz joke. Um, and, but you know, the difference is one of them was picked second overall. One of them was picked in the seventh round. One of them is a big, strong handsome beautiful man and the other one looks like me in a football uniform um so <laughs> apples and oranges here people apples and pears as they say across the pond i've been saying apples and pears strictly i don't say apples and oranges anymore okay apples and pears apples and pears this is a british lingo podcast um ben DiNucci, that guy sucks um can i tell you who does suck confirmed who ezekiel elliott yeah, yeah. I don't. Need, like, you know what scares me, Hayden? Is like <laughs> we're asking for it. <laughs> we're asking for it. We yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, he's got to like. I, this is my biggest thing about this Cowboys Eagles game. The the math says the Cowboys have to score like some points eventually. This is professional football, you know. Like, I get these guys are injured, you know, but uh, oh, three points, ten points. They got to score, like, at least 15 points one week. I think it's this week. You know, like, ah. This game is going to suck, man. This game is going to suck so I'm, bad. I, I've, I've ruined you. I've ruined you. We went into this, and you were talking about how they were going to roll over the Cowboys. There, I just don't see a scenario where this is that enjoyable. The Eagles have to win this game, like, 37 to 8 if we want to feel good, I feel like. No. No, 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 no. We could win by two scores, and it would feel good. If it's I think 21 a one to seven, I'd feel good. 
And even then, I'd be like, why did you score more? They're so bad. I would take, I would take 10, 10 points or more would be – that's fun. That's good for me. I would feel good about that. What if it's 30 to 21? <sighs> yeah. You yeah. take that? Kind of, yeah. I mean, listen, a W is a W, but geez, dude, you see the Washington football team beat the beat the Cowboys twenty five to three. I just feel like going like 30, 30 to twenty one. I'd be like, ooh, like I don't know, but you said it yourself. It's the ebb and flow of football. They're gonna score yeah, points eventually. They gotta get. I mean, they, they have to get it together at some point. I don't necessarily know that this week is gonna be the week where they get it together. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sold that the Cowboys are going to put confident football together. I think they're cursed. I think they're cursed by their awful coach who they should sign to a lifetime contract. Um, I think they're cursed by their own nature right now. And I do think they're bad. Like their defense is horrible, kind of inexplicably horrible on defense and their offense can't score points. And it's just like, even if they string together uh, some competence, competency i don't know even if they string together football at some point sure um eh, we're bad too but we're not that bad we're bad too but we are not that bad yeah i mean you're right that's why i think we're gonna win that's why i think we're both like yeah we're gonna win but that's what i'm saying like if it's 30 to 21 something like that i'm gonna like look at that and just be like oh like good win if you're gonna it's it's a win against dallas come on we're gonna be the clear-cut first place when we do it I think it'll feel better. I think it'll feel better than we're thinking. I went on my uh, show on Monday, and the other two hosts said the Washington football team were in front, like front runners from the NFC East. I I mean, I guess technically, sure, sure. One of the two teams in that question has Carson Wentz as their quarterback. The other one has plain and simple my grandpa's friend from next door who (laughs) breaks his lawn. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Kyle, 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 uh, Kyle. Um, uh, so I have a, I have a hypothetical for you. Oh yeah. I love, I love a good hypothetical. Let's say it's a crazy night in Philly and like Danucci does some shit and times and Wentz kind of has moments and doesn't. And then we get like Wentz leads a game winning couple of yards for like a Jake Elliott, like three point win. Here's the thing. It sounds awful, but put yourself in that position when Jake Elliott makes that kick against Dallas and we survived Danucci dimes. It's hard to say that wouldn't feel incredible. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It would feel so good. It would feel so good it, like, on, it, on Sunday night. It would feel good. It would even help. It would feel good on Monday morning when I wake up. But an hour into my day on Monday, I'm going to you know, start thinking about the game and be like, wow, that's pathetic. <laughs> it, I, I now weirdly feel like that's going to happen. Like it could be just like. Hayden, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And on speaking of shows I did, like, so I had my, I have a gambling show and yeah. there's one kid on the show, uh, Drew Bishop. He's a huge Cowboys fan <laughs> and he's not a huge Cowboys fan. Like he's, he's pretty good about it. Like if you talk to the guy, you wouldn't be able to tell. You know what I mean? Like, he's not in your face about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, guy's a big Cowboys fan. So, I went ahead and put Eagles minus eight and a half on my sheet of picks this week. And, of course, the other two guys followed suit. We were like, yeah, let's go, Birds. He's hit Cowboys plus eight and a half. We made a bet. 
if the Eagles don't cover the spread, I'm wearing a Dallas Deion Sanders jersey on our next show. Oh. And after the second the show ended and we're talking, I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way the Eagles covered the spread. What have I done? Like, what have I done? I have gotten my – and I, it was it – was, I said, I was like, I don't want to do this. I just realized there's no way the Eagles are going to cover the spread. This team doesn't do this. Like, they don't blow out teams ever. You're right. I'm wrong. You're right. Like, they're going to win. And But then I was kind of like, the other two guys were doing it. So I was like, well, you know, like I, I'm not going to – I can't back out. But I'm going to – I'm going to be disgraced, and I'm really nervous. The Eagles better cover the spread, and I'm not going to bet it. It's just, just so I don't have to wear a Cowboys jersey. But I did say – I did make sure it was Deion Sanders. I mean, that's probably the best Yeah. Best you could have picked. I'm trying to think. It's hard to think of acceptable Cowboys. Can't do it. Deion Sanders, prime time, man. Prime time's prime awesome. Time, Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Brave, prime time, Deion Sanders. There you go. Yeah, no, I can't think of anyone else. Hmm. Tony Romo-ish. I think I would put Tony Romo in second only because of the insane redemption arc he's had since he's entered the booth and has become one of my favorite people in football. And the bottom line is, like, if you hate Tony Romo for anything other than the fact that he wore the star, like, you're wrong. He's he's a great guy. He's a great guy. And and he also didn't do anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? He was the bane of the Eagles' existence. He was a perfect villain. So never, like there's all really that, anything. but he never did anything. Well, that's why he's the perfect villain. It's not like he's a perfect villain. Yeah, I almost look back with it with a twinge of respect for Tony Romo. Oh man, any any time I really feel down, I just go on YouTube. Tony Romo snap fumble. You know, it's just <laughs> that's a classic. Oh god, that's that's one of my favorite. That might be my favorite. Like just pure laugh, laugh at the opponent moment i mean i can't think of any other where it's just like ha you look at the other guy and you're just like wow makes me feel good that's the all-time classic i'll tell you what i did see a a real feel-good thing it was a it's like it was a compilation of all the times they showed the crowd in the most in the cardinals cowboys game the 38 to 10 game um and it was at jerry's world and they just like the the broadcast just like showed cowboys fans in the stands and it's like that is that is a feeling that's so hard to replicate. Like, it's just pure joy. And, like, that was a week. We also lost that week. The Ravens game. I can't remember. I think it was the Ravens game we lost. So, like, we weren't, like, riding high. But then there was just, like, the guy, the guy in the Zeke jersey with, his, like, the hand over his face and his girlfriend's, like, trying to cheer him up. <laughs> it's just so good. It just feels so good to see them in pain. Yeah, it never gets old. It never it gets doesn't. old. It doesn't get I, old. I mean, there's really nothing better than Dallas playing on prime time. I love it. It's just a second, like, it's like a, it's a treat. Like, the Eagles are the main course, and then, you know, they lose. Oh, man, let's watch, let's watch Dallas lose tonight. Yeah, yeah, because you you know? you're, you're so mad. Like, nothing, there... will really, nothing will really help you. But the Dallas but the Cowboys sure losing, helps. like, the Dallas Cowboys helps. losing is like, that does help a lot. <laughs> Tales all his time. Now, we got a little injury news on the pod here. Nate Gary on the IR, baby. He is on the IR. I mean, I don't want to celebrate a man's injury, but. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would never celebrate another man's health, but like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I should just stop myself. Nate Gary's not bad in the run game. No. Okay. You know who's the best in the run game? Alex Singleton. Singleton, yeah. If Al, I've said it. If Alex Singleton, if you can put him in for just run plays, top 10. Top 10 guy. Dude, I think Gary was good against the run also. So losing him before a Zeke game is not my favorite. 
Yeah, that's um, fair. But um, it might, you know, this situation might put the onus on Howie. Go find, go find someone who can play linebacker. And I mean, I think the bigger thing is we're going to see Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley, right? We have. That to. is the bigger thing. That is the bigger thing. I, I can't. Yeah, wait. Don't go find someone. Use. Let's see what they do. Right. Let's see what they do. What if they're terrible? I mean, they're rookies. They could be terrible. But uh, I think you'll see. They got to grow. Yeah. They will. They they will be terrible. They're like. There's no doubt they will be terrible at some point. Yeah. I I think they'll be good. I think they'll be good though. I think they'll be better than Nate Gary. There's no way they won't be better than Nate Gary. That's the thing. The bar is so low. Dude, I'm actually picturing like what like let's 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 put ourselves into Jim Schwartz's shoes. I'm I'm dialing up a blitz every play against Ben DiNucci. Like Yeah, why not? Why not? The the no, receivers actually, haven't been proving eh. themselves as anything special. You know, you could throw obviously some run blitzes at Zeke, but like just like I just pictured like Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley like coming on a blitz and just like getting in to the backfield near Ben DiNucci. I was like, let's just do it. What's he gonna do about it? You see, I, I, initially I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I kind of feel like the Cowboys might be like the only team you wouldn't want to do that because maybe he can just throw it up and be like, Amari, go get it. Yeah, but T.D. Lamb, go get it. Michael Gallup, awful. go get they're it. No, they're nowhere to be found. They're all terrible. Like that. Like those three players have been awful. Yeah, Travis Fulgham's better than all of them. I don't know about that. Tra- I mean, not like in the terms of like their football careers, but right now I would rather be throwing the ball to Travis Fulgham than any of those three people. They're so bad. And what's Ben Denucci going to do? Handle a blitz? I don't know. I think it would be interesting to like get creative against him. What's he going to do about it? He's a little baby. Right. I mean, I just, little- I feel like I'd rather make him make the mistakes. Just be like, yeah, like, and sit back and wait for him to throw it to exactly like, yeah like 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 okay Ben Denucci go go beat us go throw it like you know like go make a good throw fit in this tight window Ben Denucci like that's what I'm that's what I'm saying and then he's gonna Little do baby. it and then he's gonna do it you know and then he blitz him I guess that's true I guess I mean like make him prove you wrong is what I'm saying does does Jim Shorts ever make in game adjustments yeah. No. He dials up one blitz. He'll, he'll, he'll not blitz all game, and then on, like, a key third down, he'll, like, redeem himself with a crazy blitz that works. And <laughs> we're just going to be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, he, he might – no, but he might blitz. He might blitz a lot because he likes blitzing the young guys. Yeah, he's, just, right, I mean, he's a seventh-round pick. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? I, I, I agree. I agree. But I think the, the only thing is I, I like the Cowboys receivers a lot. Like, I think they're really good. So that's what uh, I'm afraid of. Darius Slay's good. But who's going to, like, what? Is Jalen Mills going to really cover them over the top? Well, Mikel Roby Coleman. What's up with that guy? What is up with that guy? I thought we got a good player. What happened to him? He's terrible. Does he do anything? No. Besides give up yards? (sighs) Eagles secondary. We can't. I remember the first four weeks, it was like, man, this is great. The secondary is good. We're losing games. The secondary looks good. And now it's like, what's, what happened? Darius Slay still looking good. The other guy. Like, the thing about Darius Slay is it'll be like, okay, go, go cover this guy, and he will. And then there's still three other players on the field. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all she wrote. I mean, I- I'm interested to see the Cowboys' offensive line is pretty depleted. Not quite Eagles level, but pretty depleted. They're, um, they're getting Zach Martin back for this game, though. Oh, they are. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there is that. I was actually going to say, like, I mean, obviously, I think the best – I think we all know the best unit on the Eagles is the defensive line. Um, and 
I was I was interested to see them against a depleted Cowboys line and a, a little baby quarterback. That could be could be an interesting game for BG. Um, I don't know BG in particular. I don't know why, but I just I'm feeling a I'm feeling a BG game. I like it. I say BG is the best player on the Eagles. He's Love. so good. Oh my god, he's good. It's unbelievable. I can't believe we're gonna have to be without him at some point soon. It's I mean, gonna he's suck. gonna get old. He's gonna get old soon. He was already supposed to retire. He already he Brett Favre once already. <laughs> oh, he's so good. I'm re- I'm retired. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's. I think it'll be. I think I'm going back to. I think it'll be fun. I think defense is going to have a good day. I think the Cowboys' offense is terrible. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I just would love to see a 31 to 10 game or something like that. Oh, we're not going to. Why? I want Carson to throw. I want Carson to have a day. I just He's want. Not gonna. I want Carson to have a field day. If Carson I, doesn't have a field day, I'm going to be disappointed. That's the bottom line, actually. That's what Adam I think. Hightower is going to moss Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Like yeah, something. Awesome. And part of me just feels like the Cowboys defense is going to like strap up. I can't believe I'm saying that. Well, if they were ever going to, this would be the uh, Jalen Rager's back though. Oh my goodness. Rager I, bombs. I completely forgot. This game's we're going to, we're going to dunk on Trayvon Diggs with Rager bombs. This game's gonna, over. It's going to taste Jaylen so Rager, good. Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham playing in their first game together. Fred Horn. Oh, what have a day. Core. This is a god-tier receiving core. I love them. I mean, this is what we talked about last pod. No more Alshon. I guess, wait, maybe I would experiment with Alshon coming back. But no more Deshaun. Done with him. Maybe no more Alshon. Let those four, you know, get Quez Watkins in there, make it five. And (laughs) let's just, let's call it a day with the young guys. I love them. They're speedy. I mean, Greg Ward's the most reliable hands on the team. That's a take. Hmm. Zach Ertz has had a few drops. I, I, when was the last time Greg Ward had a drop? I don't know. It could have been. It could yeah, have it could have been pretty. Very recently. He doesn't, feel like a, he doesn't really feel like a pass dropper to me. I think he has oh, good hands. Oh, by the way, uh, Alshon is just making up injuries at this point. Oh, now what is it? Calf. It's a calf. It's not the foot anymore. It's the magical return of the calf. Yep. Cool. Guys just it, making up injuries. And by the way, uh, also. What's wrong with him? Just retire. Time. Yeah, um, I hate him, but I wouldn't mind him playing. Thank God it's going to be back this weekend as well. Oh, no. Uh, that just took me. That just took me there. That took me to his touchdown in week 16. That took me there. <laughs> it took me all the way there, man. When I, Watching Dallas Goddard score a touchdown in week 16 against Dallas last year is one of the better feelings. Let's go, boy. Dallas <laughs> Goddard might be one of my favorite Eagles. I love him. Love him. Love him. I wish he remember when he got steal. punched. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. And like every Eagles player was like, "Good thing I wasn't there because they all <laughs> love Dallas Goddard so much." I mean, their teammates thought they would say that, but like literally on Instagram, like Eagles players were commenting, "It's like lucky I wasn't there." <laughs> would have been ugly at Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man him and Avante so cute they're so cute I wonder if they're still living together I hope so we should go to their house sometime hey guys play Nerf with them <laughs> <laughs> they probably did that one yeah, they did it once in the documentary we just Avante them, can we play like, Nerf yeah 
I mean, what, you know, Vontae is just like, hey, man, you want to play Nerf again? And he's like, dude, come on. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, you're right. He like, he like lower, he like puts the gun down. So I was like, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> the cameras, man. Yeah, no. There's no way they play Nerf. Maybe they do, though. They're fun. I like them. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so, what's your score? That's a great question. I haven't thought about it this whole time. Um, 23 to 9 Eagles. We hold them to three field goals. Wow. 23 to 9. I want to believe that's three touchdowns and a safety. <laughs> no, we, we, we're kicking the ball a few times also. Hmm. All right, twenty-three to nine for you. All right, give me give me a weird one. I'm gonna go twenty-seven fifteen. Ooh, I like that. And I will feel good if they win twenty-seven to fifteen. I will feel good. Absolutely. Uh, and why not? Why not? I don't know. I don't know what the fifteen is. I don't know if there's two pointers. Don't don't ask me to back it up. It's just that's that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> um. Anyways. Anyways. Give me, give me, give me a player. Give me a player this weekend. Who are you looking forward to? Who's gonna win this game? Um, all right, I'm gonna do it on a couple different sides of the ball. Um, Jalen Rager, now super. I'm like super pumped for some Rager bombs. I hope they go deep on the first play. Um, so I'll say Jalen Rager. Although Dallas Goddard's a decent answer if he's coming back, but I'll stick with Jalen. And on defense. Um, I already talked about BG, so I'll pick someone different. I, I think BG is going to be a, a difference maker on defense, but I think Rodney McLeod is going to make one play that like is a good Eagles Cowboys play that we'll remember. We're like, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do per se, but he's going to do some like weird Rodney wow. McLeod thing. And he like, is going to turn the table of the game, like shift the momentum or something. Remember the, um, the Daniel Jones strip sack in the week 17 that ultimately ended the Giants game. It was like this, the snap was wrong. And then we were just, and the ball just rolled to like yeah, the one yeah, yard yeah. line and Fletch jumped on. I don't know. It's like a weird play like that, but it's going to be Rodney McLeod who comes out as like the victor of it. <laughs> wow. What a prediction. What yeah. a prediction. Woo. Yeah. All right. Rodney McLeod. I, Rodney McLeod's quickly. He's just become one of my favorite Eagles also. Just he's always he's been here for such a long time. He had a pretty terrible penalty in the last game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's but such I, an eagle, dude. He's, he's such, such an, an eagle. eagle. And like, cause he like there are plays where it's like Rodney. It's like, what are you doing out there? And then there's other plays where it's like, okay, okay, king. It's like <laughs> you see just... showing a play and you're you're like, who is that? Twenty three? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's like, go, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, he's such an eagle. I'll, I do love him though. So, anyways. Football, 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 football. Wait, wait. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do your offensive and defensive players that you're? Are you gonna do what I just did? You're gonna replicate? I want to hear your takes. Oh, you want you want me to replicate? You want me to reciprocate? Yeah, reciprocate. Well, I'm I, all right. So I was gonna say Jalen Rager, but it's boring. Carson Wentz. I love I love to see a nice Carson Wentz game, and I think we're gonna see a nice Carson Wentz game. The preseason matters. You need the preseason. I think not having the preseason was big for Wentz. Like, he just – he needs a long time to get into the swing of things. And I think he's gotten into the swing of things now. He's running the offense. Let's – it's the Cowboys. This uh, – I think they're getting a woozy back. So, that does scare me a little bit. But come on. It's the Cowboys defense. Carson Wentz just – I want to see him go off. 
another 300 yards, another three touchdown bomber game. Now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah, now's Carson. the time to seize the day. Yeah, I agree. On the D, give me BG all day. Yeah. BG AD, plain and simple. Two sacks from BG. I, I love him. I think Jim Schwartz is going to send the defense. I, I think you're right because he loves doing that against the young guys. He saw it against Dallas. He saw Nate Gary do his weird snake celebration after that. <laughs> so I think uh, BG is going to reap the benefits this game. Uh, yeah, Eagles 27-15. Uh, At the same time, I'm just terrified of this game. I'm really nervous. Yeah, it's both. It, it both feels like it could be time to shine or it could be time to die. One or the other. Scared of death. I'm very scared of dying. I'm very scared of dying at the hands of the Cowboys. You know, I'm scared of dying, but dying at the hands of the Cowboys is the worst, worst way to go out. I don't want to do that. Yeah, we might. Uh, we might have to have a pod Monday if we lose or something like that. Because that's maybe not Monday, Tuesday. Oof, I can't lose to the Cowboys in this in this fashion. Yeah, no. We're, I I don't I don't want to speak it into existence. I still feel pretty good about the game. I think we're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. A second it. A second it. But um, let's we the, the bottom line is this this was going into going into this week last week. This is gonna be an entire episode on the Cowboys uh, week. No, it is no longer because <laughs> we've got insane news to talk about, Hayden. And and I don't know how we didn't even mention it. I guess it is Cowboys week. But Daryl Morey. Daryl freaking Maury. He is the executive. Now, I don't know exactly what, what he's overseeing basketball operations and the report is he's him and Elton Brand are a one-two punch. Yeah, that's not true. That's like when they told Sam Hinkie he could be part of a one-two punch, but Elton's just going to keep his job because he wants to keep his job. Like, I literally think they're doing to Elton Brand what they wanted to do to Sam Hinkie, where it's like, yeah, you're not going to actually do things anymore, but you have this title and like you're an executive of the team. Um, but come on, come on. It's Daryl Morey. It's, it's Daryl Morey. Daryl freaking Morey. Oh, they're back. They're Sixers back. Are back. The Sixers We're are saying back. it. They are back. They're back. They're back. It feels incredible. I feel they are now, useful. They are now my second favorite team in Philadelphia. Wow. Wow. Second favorite team. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're my yeah. second favorite team. Yeah. I was, I was ready to banish them from the city. I was like, you know what? Go build your awful stadium in Camden that everyone hates, and just get out of Philadelphia. Yeah. Um. But nope, they're back. I still don't like ownership, but I can't, I can't just dig my heels in and be like, ownership sucks. They, they don't do anything. It's like, okay, they literally have done something objectively incredible and hired the right guy. So it's like, yes, I still don't like ownership, but come on, like. I'm not gonna not gonna find time to complain about it right now. They they got the guy. Uh, yeah, it's so good. They got the it's guy. So good. We got the best executive in basketball. Mm-hmm. How did this happen? I, I it, oh my goodness, I'm at um, a loss. I feel best. so good about this team. What 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 do you think is gonna happen? What what's gonna happen? What happens? I think. One of two th- – I mean, it's kind of obvious 50-50. Either one of Joel and Ben is gone for finally someone that we can what? trust to get us something back. You think that's so? One, that's one route. I'm saying the other route is everyone else is gone except for those two. And Daryl Morey takes over how to actually build around the two superstars. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I'm, I think I prefer that. You know what I mean? But I, I – you know, I mean, like Daryl Morey is going to – Go to Ben Simmons' house while he's asleep, slap him on the face, and say, 
start shooting or you're gone. Shoot or pack your bags. And it's like, okay, what are we going to get? Maybe Ben Simmons will shoot. Maybe we'll get a team around him that can shoot. Like, that's the thing. Like, if we're going to finally build around Ben and Joel together, we finally have someone with that ability. But if the pieces just don't fit together, we're going to know now. You know what I mean? If yeah. Daryl Morey can't make Ben and Joel work together, then Ben and Joel can't work together. Do you know who hates this? Jake Newman. No. No. I think, I'm sorry, he spoke out against it, I thought. Or no. did Will Shore speak out against no, it? No, 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 no. That's not, that's not where I was going. One of them spoke out against it. Pretty sure it was Jake Newman. I, I don't I have no way. No. Do you know who must hate this? Ben Simmons. <laughs> How so? He's like, he's been in this, his, not his own world, but he's just been in his little comfort zone for the first three years of his NBA career with Brett Brown, this guy he knows, this guy who hasn't forced him to do anything, clearly. And that's not a knock on Brett Brown. I think it's a knock on Ben Simmons for not being motivated. But I think all of a sudden, your entire little bubble, your little Sixers bubble, is just being turned on its, turned on its heels. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, new coach, not this guy you know and that knows your dad. He's, this guy's going to make you shoot. This guy's maybe going to – he might not make you shoot, but I'd like to think he's going to make you shoot. Now you got Daryl Morey here. Now you're definitely going to have to shoot. You're definitely going to have to change up your game, attack the basket, go to the free throw line. I'd like to think that this can be, the, like you said, the slap in the face. And, you know, there's the line from Moneyball. <laughs> We're all told we can't play the child's game anymore. Some at, eight, some at 18, some at 40. But we're all told. That's what the scout says to Billy Bean in the, his flashback. And I think Ben Simmons is going to be told this season he can't play the child's game anymore. And I think we're also going to see the – I think we might see Ben Simmons unlocked. Like that, Dude, I, like, I completely agree. I completely agree. Because what you're saying, it's all about how he responds to what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. you started with Ben Simmons hates this. Here's the thing. If Ben Simmons hates this – he doesn't belong in the NBA. If Ben Simmons looks around and says, oh my goodness, I have literally the ability to become unlocked here, have a roster built around how good I am. I just have to go be an NBA player. Go do it. You know what I mean? Like right. he should love this. This should actually be exciting for him. I think Joel's excited. I bet um, he is. I think Joel maybe will consider staying in Philly. Maybe well, I- if this goes well. Um, Cause you know, <laughs> my, my thoughts leaving the season was he's already plays for the heat. Um, which he still might. He, he still might. might. Yeah, he still might. Uh, you know, you know who, you know who, Dale Morey probably loves Duncan Robinson. <laughs> oh. Probably loves that guy. Probably loves. That guy. So there's a he'd play. You know, Duncan Robinson and Ben Simmons would be. Oh, that'd be, ooh, that'd that would be worth be, a watch. <laughs> that would be fun to watch. That would throw be that hero watch. guy too. Huh? You're at it. Yeah, throw in hero and Robinson for Embiid. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be such. Who says a, no? And a pick. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, that's a th- when I first presented, like, this crazy world that Daryl Morey could exist in where one of Ben and Joel's gone, like, that's that world. <laughs> like, Daryl Morey just comes in and does some crazy Daryl Morey stuff. Like, that would be really fun. It's just insane to me that we're at this point where we can, we can actually talk about those trades. There's been so many years where that's been taboo, almost. Yeah. We, we can't a, talk about trading Ben and Joel. What's that? We, have a brain. We, we got a guy with a brain now. We yeah, literally have exactly. a human being with a brain. That can make that decision, which is incredibly exciting. I'm, I'm, give me basketball season. Inject them. This would be the first night of basketball. This sucks. 
October 30th. This is this is basketball night. Uh, yeah, I'm also not ready. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's really, fair. That's very fair. I'm not ready. I don't really want to watch them but, yet. You know what? Let me let me just, give me basketball off season <laughs> moves. Yeah, on, moves. let's go. Let's give me rumors. I want to read a new rumor every day. <laughs> Although those uh, those unbeat rumors, I thought they sucked, but now I'm like, ooh, ooh. Right. It's once again. Now we got fun. a guy. Yeah, we got a guy now. Man, it feels so good to have a guy. So here's what I've been thinking though. Now that we got the guy. Who is the first piece that, that you think Daryl's trying to move? Josh Richardson. That's exactly what I was thinking. That is yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I don't really have opposition to it. I like Josh Richardson, but he that, never yeah. he never was what I hoped he would be. Mm-hmm. And I and think he, he doesn't strike me as a Daryl Morey guy at all. Right. And I think maybe his I don't think the league perception of him is really soured either possibly. I think it's one of those things like when you have him for 82 games and you watch him night in and night out, you're like, Oh, like that's what Josh Richardson's like. Hmm. Like, that's yeah. Like maybe like. the heat felt the same way. You know what I mean? Right. Like heat fans felt the same way when we traded for him. He's a good player. And I think he, you're right. I think he does have value, but. And I think the thing with Josh Richardson and I'm assuming you're agreeing is he might be the only guy where you can actually get legitimate value out of him. Cause if you're trading Tobias Harris or Horford, you're just, you're not going to get a good return. I, who, the question now, now what if I rephrase it and I ask who would you like to be the first guy moved? Oh, who would I, I mean, Josh Richardson's not a bad answer. I think Al Horford. Okay. But, in a in a sense where like of course everyone wants to see Al Horford moved, um, I, I would not jump to saying that Tobias Harris is the first guy I want moved. I kind of I don't know, I don't like Toby. I don't like his contract, but I do kind of like Toby. Um, I mean Al Horford, but Josh Richardson. He has never felt like a great fit, despite being a very good player. And I don't think he did what I wanted him. I don't think he, well, no, I don't think he was what I thought he was when we traded for him. Yeah. I think he's playing the way he plays the game, but I don't think it's really what we expected. And I, I do think we could get good value out of him. You know what I am scared of? I, I don't know. I think Daryl Moore is too smart to do it, but I think one of the most valuable pieces the Sixers have is Matisse Thibel. No, don't even say it. I don't want to get rid of that guy. I would, all. you know me, it would kill me. I know you. I, uh, you know, it would, that's, that's my pride and joy right there. It would kill me, but he's got a lot of value. And, you know, he made some shots. He hit some shots, but I don't think we're going to trade him. I don't think we're going to trade Matisse. I think Daryl Moore is too smart to get a guy that, I mean, he's so good. He's such a good player. I don't think Daryl Moore is dumb enough to trade him, but he's got a lot of value. But you know what? I'm just picturing Matisse in those, like, Rockets, black jerseys, and he just looks really good. <laughs> he does look. Why don't we have a black jersey? Matisse Thibel in a black jersey would look, and black shorts and like, yeah. Is that red on red on the lining? A little red, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's. I don't know if he'd look bad in any jersey, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's Matisse true. He, he he doesn't look bad in anything. Picturing with a Hornets jersey, and, mm. <laughs> I, I mean, he's he's our baby. He looks pretty good. Yeah. You know what? In he the in the retro throwbacks. You know, when they would always post, like, the, oh, like yeah, the red yeah. convertible and the TV, <laughs> those uniforms. Um, he looks – everyone looks good in those. Those are good uniforms, but he looks very – he made those look very nice. God. He's our guy. I don't think we'd be yeah, stupid right? to trade him. He's our guy. Shake Milton we could trade. 
No, 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 no. Shake Milton. Shake Milton's a Mori player. You're right. Shake Milton is sort of a Mori guy, and maybe with Doc Rivers. Woof. I think. Yeah, I think I can. I think actually, Shake Milton, and and I would, dude. You know, I've been way over the top shake milton I'm, I'm speaking realistically now you know like i've talked him up but because i honestly didn't expect him to get any playing time ever that's why i was talking him up so much but now that he's playing time and he's gonna he's, he's good i think he's actually gonna take some leaps this year i that clippers game last year was kind of a flash in the pan like don't expect that game in and game out from shake right but with glenn with daryl Morey's system Shake's going to become a legitimate NBA player. I, I, I got Fred Van Vliet vibes from Shake Milton, to be honest with you. Like, if there's any direct comp I could have for Shake, it's Fred Van Vliet. Um, but speaking of, like, Fred Van Vliet, um, I'm going to ask the question back to myself. Who, who, who would I want Daryl Morey to move first? Yeah, that's an easy answer for me. It's Tobias Harris. Okay. Tobias Harris is not a Morey player, in my opinion. This guy is – I ask myself this. What's Tobias Harris good at? Like – Answer me that. Shooting, I guess. Somehow amassing 19 points a game. It's, those Somehow. are fake stats. Those are fake stats. The same way Trump says fake news, I'm going to call fake stats on Tobias Harris's 19 points per game. I don't know. Those are all no, garbage They do feel points. phony. They do feel phony. Those are sure. all garbage points. Shake, shake them. Tobias Harris, and like somehow he, has a, he shoots a good clip from three, and he never takes the three when you want him to. Or he misses I, the three that he takes yeah. in the clutch time. I, I, Tobias Harris, man. I can't stand – so you say that Josh Richardson isn't the guy you expected him to be. I agree with that. But for me, like, Tobias Harris really isn't the guy I expect him to be. You know, Al Horford's also a guy I didn't expect him to be. But I don't think there's even – you cannot even move that guy, I don't think. There no. were Kings rumors, but Vlade Divac's gone, unfortunately. Yeah. You know who I want? Uh, let's put a package together with Indiana and get uh, TJ Warren. Oh my gosh. That was, um, I, that I was think he's on the, t- I thought, I let's get, on the top know, of my NBA wish list is TJ Warren. How about this? Let's put a blockbuster package together. Get TJ Warren and Vic. Uh, what does Vic do, man? Are you kidding me? I've never been sold on Vic. Are you what does he do? Okay. Me? So tell me what he does. He's first of all, he's explosive. He, he, he could just so cut into Dennis the- Smith jr. Sure, sure, but Vic can also shoot. Vic can definitely 100% shoot. He can sing well, too. I don't know. I guess if he came with TJ Warren, I would like it. Yeah, but like... All right, what's our package to get Vic and TJ Warren? Uh, Tobias Harris. Okay, a pick. Two Josh picks. Richardson. And Matisse Thibel. <laughs> get you Victor Oladipo and TJ Warren, I would consider it. I don't even think that would get you him, the, both of them. I don't know. I don't think that would get you both of them. Because I think they, like, really Matisse over... Matisse has a lot of value. TJ or Vic? Uh, Matisse. Matisse has a lot of value, I feel no, like. No, I don't think he does have as much as you think he does. I'm not, like, he... In the, in the Sixers world, he has a lot of value. But, like, compared to TJ Warren and Victor Oladipo, like, TJ Warren and Victor Oladipo both have more value than Matisse Thibault. Yeah, I guess maybe. Uh, maybe not individually. I think Matisse Thibel for like a TJ Warren straight up would be a weird trade because Matisse is young and is uh, dude. The thing about Matisse's value is there's not a team in the NBA that wouldn't want him. Yeah, no, you're not right. I mean, he's got he's got he's got it. Everyone wants it. Nice athletic defensive wing who can shoot the three. It's everybody he's awesome. loves it. He's awesome. I'm I I want him to stay so bad. Like a real like a good 
good, you know, Glenn Rivers coach up on Matisse Thibel would just be, that's the, I mean, it's, this is the thing that sucks because I don't want to slander Brett um, because I love Brett. We all love Brett, but it, it's also like the difference between raising a promising rookie under Brett Brown and raising a promising rookie. Well now not a rookie, but raising a promising young guy under Glenn Rivers is just like, it does feel different. You know what I mean? It does feel like there's a guy now that's a little bit more qualified to do it. So yeah, we'll see. I, I just can't wait. I, I just, I don't know how they do it every year, but it's almost as if I so sour on the Sixers team. And by the end of every next year, I'm just giddy. It's like, I can't wait for Christmas. I, I don't know how they do it. <sighs> what, so you think it's going to make a difference though? Or do you think something's going to go horribly wrong like it always does? Um, I don't know, man. There's reason to not feel as hopeless as we felt since, since April 2016. Um, ownership is going to be ownership. But again, I have to give them the day off. I have to give them the day off until they, it's proven that they suck again. Because yeah, I, they've I, earned I, it. I do have a feeling that it's, it's going to be better. Like, like I, the first thing I, for some reason, when I heard they hired Daryl Morey and we have Glenn Rivers as our coach, that sounds like a team that leaves the Eastern conference and goes into the NBA finals. I know. Oh my God. It really oh, that's not, like yeah, yeah, I know. Well, even though, even though Daryl Morey hasn't been able to get to the finals, that's crazy. I, this like, is the East, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, the wait, East. Kevin Durant's here again. I was going to say, Kevin Durant's the reason he didn't no make way. it to the finals. But you know, that guy's like, they just got they, – they also just brought D'Antoni on. I don't know if you saw okay. that. Okay, Brooklyn's kind of scary. <laughs> Brooklyn's yeah, but here's, scary. here's the thing. Here's, here's what makes me feel good about Brooklyn. It's Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Marty Stoudemire. Like, these are not – like. You, you can't win on just skill alone, I feel. There has to be, like, there's something weird's going to happen. Those, those are not, like, good. Yeah, I, can't, I don't think Kyrie's good anymore. I I'm, like, not scared of Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay, so maybe not that he's not good. I'm not scared of Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? He's just yeah, not no, as scary as he used to be. Kevin Durant is scary. But pretty bad injury at his age, you know what I mean? That's true. And... Well, I mean, I was just talking about like from a locker room standpoint. I just feel yeah, like it's gonna no, be a weird, sure. weird locker room with with those guys leading the locker room. I, I, it's questionable. It's sus. Um, yeah. but I, I just it's gonna be such a weird year. I think. What who's gonna be good? I don't even know who's gonna be good anymore. It, it's a big year for who's gonna. What who's gonna? No, let me let me try again. Father time. How do I say this? Father time gonna catch up with who? I I can't. Help me out. Father of Time. Well, we are. I think Father of Time is caught up to the Warriors. That's you what think, I'm trying to you say. Think like, they're going like, to be good. I think the Warriors' time is up. Who else's um, time is up? You know, that's what I'm trying Rockets. to say. Like, someone, someone's going to pass the baton either next year or the year after. Why not us? Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be interesting to go up against Miami, who, uh, you know, Bubble Miami made it to the finals. Do I think, per se, they're the best team in the East? No, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, me neither. But they're going to be good. It'll be interesting. Um, the Lakers are going to stick around, I think. The Clippers might bounce back. Um, who's going to be good in the East, man? 
That's what I'm saying. It's just not like, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I'm not scared of Milwaukee. They suck. They'll be good, but I'm not scared of them yet. They I, don't, I don't think they're not going to win a finals. No, they they got the wrong guy. They got two wrong guys. They got a guy who's a great basketball player who will never win the finals, and they got a coach who's a great coach but will never win the finals. <laughs> At the two wrong guys. Yeah. No. That doesn't mean they're not going to be good in the regular season. As I say, big talk for me who likes the Sixers, you know. <laughs> no proof that we have the right guys whatsoever. Um, Are you kidding me? Glenn? He's the I right think, guy. I think this is the most real chance to leave the East. I, do, I don't know if we're going over on time, but I actually wanted to ask you a question about Glenn Rivers. Um, so I, at one point uh, this year, expressed the feeling that, quote, uh, over Twitter, quote, um, I have never watched the Sixers lose in a game in which the deciding factor was turn was not turnovers. It's pretty so, true. So every Sixers game they've ever lost, they probably could have won if they turned it over half the amount of times. Like we could have gone 82 and 0 and won the finals if we like turned the ball over a fraction of the time. I really, I mean, again, crazy exaggeration, but oh my God, we're like one of the worst turnover teams under Brett Brown. We were one of the worst turnover teams in the NBA. And it like very often cost us games. Is that a Brett Brown thing or is it a player thing? And if a good NBA coach like Glenn Rivers says, take care of the ball and we actually complete possessions more often, does that change the way we feel about the team? Well, yeah, there's no doubt. It's just, I think it's both about the Brett Brown and the team thing. I think it's a complete both. Like, there's no way Brett Brown didn't say take care of the ball. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I can't imagine what these NBA coaches do. Coaching turnovers. Right. I mean, yeah. So it's like, I don't know how much a coach really does, but at the same time, I feel with a guy like Glenn, they won't turn the ball over as much. There's just no way. Like, I got to believe that. But then at the same time, it's the Sixers. The Sixers are going to Sixer. That's something we can't forget. The Sixers are going to Sixer. Are these the Sixers that Sixer? Come on, Hayden. Dude, are they the Sixers that Sixer? I I don't know. Joel Embiid will Joel Embiid. That's one. Joel Embiid's going to commit five turnovers a game every game for the rest of his life. That is what it is. So some of the players might still play, but again, the, my first feeling with a real coach and the smartest brain, second smartest brain in basketball, is this the Sixers team that Sixers? I don't I know. I can't I don't know, see man. a world. I just don't think a world exists where the Sixers aren't going to Sixers. There, it, there's no world where that doesn't happen. I was going to say something so cheesy. You were going to, you were going to end it right there. <laughs> In 2016, there was a world where the Eagles were never going to eagle, not going to eagle. You know what I mean? But the eagle, the, it's the Sixers. It's the Sixers. <laughs> Dude, if we want to use the Eagles comparison, <laughs> they were the, the same Eagles thing. didn't have their general manager fired. The Eagles didn't have Sam Hinkie. You know, like the Eagles didn't have like two first round picks sit out for years. Like it's the <laughs> Sixers. The Sixers are going to Sixer. Dude, I don't know. This doesn't feel like it. Maybe you're right. They, they very well could. They, and it, you know what? If anything, to me, what's going to be sixer is injuries. We're going to show up with Glenn Rivers and Daryl Morey, and Joel Embiid's going to break his leg. And it's just going to be like, all right, cool. Yeah. It's only a matter. It's, it's been too long. It's been, dude, you're right. Oh, that sucks so it's bad. It's like a volcano. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's been way too long since Joel Embiid's been hurt. And we wasted it on the bubble. We wasted it to get swept. Why is he always sick in the playoffs? <laughs> Dude, why does he, why is he anything? Why is he Joel Embiid? He played great. He played great in the playoffs, dude. The team just sucked. 
Yeah, why? I, I let's get some new guys in here because why, why was Joel Embiid not hanging out with anyone? I don't know. Makes me sad. Yeah, get him some friends. Literally, I mean, this was this has been the claim the whole time with like what the front office did wrong. Get that man some friends. He lost his friends. Like, you know what I mean? I feel bad for him. JJ, TJ, Jimmy. Like he had buddies. Get the man some friends. Let him have fun again, please, Daryl. That that should be Daryl's main priority is let Joel Embiid have fun again, please. I like, like we, a real we talk fun about guy. it so much. We love fun JoJo. Just give me fun JoJo back, please. Get him back on Twitter. Twitter sucks. Get Markel Fultz. <gasps> Daryl Morey trades for Markel Fultz. What are your Why? thoughts? Why? Um, because he's awesome and Joel Embiid likes him. Does he? I mean, yeah. he does. Hey, everybody. Dude, you remember the pinned tweet? Yeah, I, it was more of just like a... Like a, like a oh, dude, he loves him. Poor he loves guy. him. <laughs> <laughs> he loves him, and I love him. Yeah, he's Margot Fultz is not a Daryl Morey guy. <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to be a good player, man. He'll be a fine player. He's going to be a good player. I, I think the Magic are coming out of the East next year, led by Markel Fultz. I just can't believe we got Jonathan Simmons for him. <laughs> That's Dude, that era is over. Like, that will never as long as Daryl Morey is here will never yeah. happen again. That's true. Oh we my god. We can gosh. sleep easy. And it's at 5 night. years. It's over and we're going to extend him after that cuz he's going to do such a good job. Lifetime coach. I mean lifetime exec Daryl Morey. Oh man, what a positive pod. It's all going to come crashing down before we know. It. It's the ebb and flow. We're in the what is this? The flow. We're going to have to hit ebb soon. I don't want ebb. I don't want to ebb. I do not want to ebb during Dallas week. Uh, please let me flow through Dallas week. You, yeah, let's you just can ebb flowing. me. You can ebb me later, but please let me flow through Dallas week. What do we got after Dallas week? What's the nearest thing? Nah, no, no let's not think too far ahead. We're just gonna flow. <laughs> We're just gonna flow. Um, flow. and you know what, Hayden? I, I'm looking at the time. We're gonna have to move my car real soon. Ah, uh, yes. Happens of when course. you park in Philadelphia. Two-hour parking. Mm-hmm. So you know. Do the do the do the do the constraints. We're gonna skip ahead to the next half of the inning. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> do the time constraints. <laughs> and we'll pick this one up in the bottom half of the sixth. He's like, turns out no halftime show. <laughs> With the coach. All right, Hayden. It was an honor. It was a pleasure. The first Dallas Week episode. Happy Halloween. Of course. Uh, go Rockers. Well. Yeah, two and zero. Two and zero tomorrow. Who know tomorrow against Who's the 17th? Daddy? Who's your daddy, baby? Oh, Who's my God. Daddy? Remember when Geo Baker dunked on them? I'm going to post that on my story. I can't wait. I get, to just, I get to just watch the whole game tomorrow. I get to watch Rutgers ba- uh, football tomorrow. Woo, woo. I'm, I'm very excited. Dual Crazy that I'm excited for a Rutgers football game. I, that's what I'm saying. I love it. All right. We're chopping, baby. Keep chopping, baby. Uh, keep chopping, go birds. Dallas sucks. And that's it. That's it. That's a pod. That's a podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.